Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Hello, everyone. My name is Justin, and I am the host of Inverse, and we're so happy to be on this episode of uh, Inverse, because we're studying the book of Leviticus. We are in Leviticus chapter 8, and in the studio we have Jonathan, and Siku, and Kelly. Hello, guys. Hi. Hello. And we're happy to have you guys. Whether you're listening by podcast or watching by video, we're very happy to see, and, and your support over the years, and your comments on social media, and your emails have been very encouraging to us. Uh, regardless of whatever country you may be listening from, we want to say hello to you, and God bless each one of you. Uh, go to inversebible.org if you haven't already to download our Bible study guides, especially the ones on Leviticus. And you can also back watch our archives of the seven years we've been online on videos. You can go to hopetv.org slash inverse and have a great time with our younger versions of ourselves there. <laughs> and let's go to Leviticus chapter 8 and Siku, as we always do, uh, we need the Lord's blessing to navigate through this book of Leviticus. Okay, let us pray. Loving Father, we thank you for the privilege that it's been to be studying your word and the lessons that we have been learning, the clearer picture of Jesus we have been coming to see, and we pray that this lesson would be no different, that we could see an even clearer picture of Christ in Amen. his ministry to us, and that it would inspire us to, do, to minister as well on his behalf mm. and with him. Lord, we ask that the Holy Spirit would be our teacher and our guide now, we pray in your name. Amen. 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 Kelly, what's been your experience in Leviticus thus far? That there's a lot more practical lessons than I thought there was. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, Le Leviticus <laughs> has been used to raise up churches. Like when I saw, heard that, I'm like, what? really? Of all the Bible books, you go Leviticus. <laughs> But, um, and, and, and more attractive to younger generation than older generation, just getting in touch with these old ancient ritual mm -hmm. and these weird just abstractions. But there's a lot of, lot of uh, meat, and that's maybe the wrong word to use <laughs> for sacrifices. Details? A lot of details, a lot of <laughs> allusions, a lot of depth mm -hmm. of meaning, yeah. um, especially to the individual experience in, in spirituality and religion. Um, and in, to Jesus, uh, just yeah. it's very, it's very, very you know, powerful. as we've been studying, I've been like almost kind of jealous sometimes mm. of the Israelites because mm. they mm. have all these rituals and things, and we have less of that in a yeah. way. Yeah. Um, and not that I'm saying, oh, we need all these rituals now, but it would be nice sometimes to have more of an illustration of the spiritual reality that I'm engaged in, mm -hmm. um, beyond just what's everything that I'm, you know, engaging in my mind. Yeah. Um, some more physical aspect of it. Yeah. You know, there are some at church, but it's just uh, sometimes I feel like it could. Not that I want to slaughter animals, to be yeah. honest, but it, it would have been cool to have more. I was going to say, you have a cat, and you just yeah. bring your cat. Oh, Come here. Oh, dear, no. A reenactment no, of, no, of some no, of that. No. Just, let's, let's not do that. But not the, the execution of, but the, just the <laughs> psycho psychoanalysis of that. No. But, yeah, yeah. Just, I, I'm just telling in general, the, the, <laughs> the idea <laughs> of... <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. more real. It's, yeah. a, it's a tangible yeah, it's uh, nice. contact point yeah. with these with, the, with these lessons. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Whereas we're on the other side of history, and we're just kind of looking back and yeah. kind of kind of seeing these things. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Fair enough. Let's go to the Bible. Let's go to Leviticus mm -hmm. chapter eight, verse twenty-two, verse twenty-two to twenty-five. And Jono, mm -hmm. if you can read that for us. Yep. And he brought the second ram, the ram of consecration. Then Aaron and his sons laid their hands on the head of the ram, and Moses killed it. 
Also, he took some of its blood and put it on the tip of Aaron's right ear, on the thumb of his right hand, and on the big toe of his right foot. Then he brought Aaron's sons, and Moses put some of the blood on the tips of their right ears, on the thumbs of their right hands, and on the big toes of their right feet. And Moses sprinkled the blood all around on the altar. Then he took the fat and the fat tail and all the fat that was on the entrails, the fatty lobe attached to the liver, the two kidneys and their fat and the right thigh. Continuing? Yes, please. And from the basket of unleavened bread that was before the Lord, he took one unleavened cake, a cake of bread anointed with oil, and one wafer, and put them on the fat and on the right thigh. And he put all these in Aaron's hands and in the son's hands, and waved them as a wave offering before the Lord. Then Moses took them from their hands and burned them on the altar and the burnt offering. on the burnt offering. They were consecration offerings for a sweet aroma. That was an offering made by fire to the Lord. Okay, we can stop there. So, what what is going? So we we the first five chapters we looked at and looked at the the five um, uh, the offerings mm -hmm. and it's a nice package, yeah, tied together. They point to Jesus. Now we're in chapter eight, um, chapter six and seven talked about the five offerings in light of the, the priesthood. And now we're just kind of and talking about the priesthood in general. We're coming out of transitioning out of the offerings into the priesthood. For, for some of us, uh, what, uh, Siku, give us a primer uh, on, on, on priesthood. What are they? Some cultures, we don't, we never grew up with a priest. Like, what, what are these people? <laughs> okay. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> what? All right. What? Well, um, so context, the yes. Israelites had a sanctuary, mm -hmm. which was uh, a building, a tent, tent mm -hmm. like in the wilderness, a, a tent that was built, erected, that's the right word, mm -hmm. um, and it was, a, a, it was erected as a dwelling place for God, mm -hmm. um, not to be stationary, but as a it was kind of like the center for where lessons about who he is and how he interacts with humanity were to be taught. Mm -hmm. And so they had this tent that they had erected. And tent of meeting. Tent of, yes. Mm -hmm. And to mediate the services that were planned for this space, mm -hmm. um, God selected a special group of people, mm -hmm. a priesthood, who are going to mediate, you know, the services that were going to tra transpire mm -hmm. in this tent, and that's where you get the priesthood coming into mm -hmm. play. Mm -hmm. And so here in Leviticus chapter 8, um, you have Aaron, who was Moses' older brother, and his sons were set apart to be part of this priesthood mm -hmm. that would mediate the services that were taking place. So we talked about sacrifices that were happening. Um, and there was a priest that was going to be there mediating between the people and God. Um, so it was someone who stood for the people to God and for God to the people. So it was this in-between role mm -hmm. kind of, mm -hmm. um, which ultimately points to Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, and they were to have this role. And here they're being set apart in Leviticus chapter 8, set apart for this special ministry that God has. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome primer. I mean, that's, that's, that's the, if that's not a primer, I don't know what is. <laughs> um, I, I would uh, add to that maybe a caveat with me push back on the, 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 the priest being intermediate. It, it totally is. But I always saw you have priest and prophet as the two offices in, I found in the Old Testament. Mm. And then the prophet was someone who spoke on God's yeah, behalf to the people. And then the priest is the one who represented the people, people to, God. To, to God and kind of interceded. But, you know, th there there. is the 
the intersection component. Um, and then the true ultimately point to Jesus, who is the intermediary for both sides. Uh, so that that help, has helped my Old Testament. You know, I just need to put things in nice little categories, and that's my my German background helps me that with that. A, um, you're German? Yeah. Sorry, that's totally. a fair categorization. Can't <laughs> my my Asian background, okay. uh, I, I I just I just. So what is going on here? So we see here that the that the priesthood is, is a special group of people called out for a special role. Mm-hmm. Um, then they are given in verse twenty four. Let's let's yeah. actually go to the text itself, and we can broaden it out a little bit later. Verse twenty four. Then he brought his Aaron's sons, and then the right ears, right hands, and right feet dipped in blood. What 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 is that? Well, <clears throat> before we go into that, I, okay. if I can just say, you you said, uh, you know, the priesthood was a special kind of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you when we say that, that is not saying that these people were special in the sense that they were, you know, morally better or like some special. some like you know they have some kind of abilities that are that the others don't have. Mm-hmm. No, God yes. chose the Levites, the Levitic. This is a tribe. Okay, mm-hmm. these are the, the descendants. Of Levi, who was one of the sons of Jacob, and who was a messed up kid. <clears throat> there were yeah, there were issues. So <laughs> yeah. the Good Levites enough. are not in any way better than anyone Correct. else. Yeah. They were just chosen as they are the ones that are gonna. They're Correct. not gonna have any land in the in the land of Canaan. Their reward is to work for Jesus, mm-hmm. or work for the Lord, right? And of Aaron's sons, two of them ended up being. I don't know if you're going being that destroyed. Way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that, that's a great example. Not that so great. They were not <laughs> yeah. that great. They were drunk, and they were just not doing the the, the, wings, the things the way God uh, ordained them. But yep. here, and and that reality is brought to us in this whole chapter by the fact that they needed sacrifices mm-hmm. in this whole ordination process. Yes. It was, you you require you know, as much forgiveness and atonement and sacrifice as everyone else in Israel. If not more. If not more. That's like a powerful point. Mm-hmm. It's a powerful point. All of these provisions are made for the people and there's a whole section for yes. the priests. These guys are supposed to be helping out these people, but they themselves need this yes. powerful point. Yeah. So we st- this brings everyone to the same level. Uh, so they're not better in any way. They're, they just have a certain responsibility that is necessary in this system that God has set up to mm-hmm. illustrate His plan of redemption. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a role they have been given, mm-hmm. but they also need you know, the atoning sacrifice of the Messiah uh, illustrated in these sacrifices. So uh, that's just a point I wanted to bring up. And of course, the blood that's being applied, that's also part of that, uh, mm-hmm. that you know, they're covered in the righteousness of Jesus. Mm-hmm. 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 Amen, amen. What is the, the right ear, right hands, or right feet? Why, when <coughs> dipping them in, you know, it's kind of this, you know, the, it's almost like Greek in nature, they're, they're like dipping, you know, by the taking the heel yeah. and dipping them in the river sticks. Or well, this is not that, yeah. but what what is, is that? It's more of it's more of symbolism. Okay. That's pointing to different things. Yes. So we can so I see what the right order. What verse was it again? Uh, verse 24. 24. 24. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it starts with the ears. So hearing what God has to say, um, and also guarding your ears, mm-hmm. guarding to what you listen to. Obedience. The, the, yeah. Obedience. Yeah. Yeah. Thumbs of your right hands, even going out and doing things that mm-hmm. God asks. So obedience in that way, and on your the big toes of your right feet, going about God's work. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. all these, they're all different aspects of obedience yeah. and surrender to God. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to put myself into into their shoes in this whole procedure. There's like a million and a half Israelites. Just the right shoes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Watching the them, right? You know. E- e- e. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the, this is a this is a huge <laughs> moment for the Israelites, okay? And and here Aaron and his sons, Moses is doing this. The again like millions of people watching 
and then the heavy responsibility that is put on them. So there's a twofold thing happening. On the one hand, you are now becoming, you know, ordained as a priest. The mm. blood is being applied. Like this is this is some intense stuff. Mm. And I think the, the the responsibility, the burden, the gravitas of the office is made very clear to the one receiving it. Okay, mm -hmm. like you have a very special purpose. You get to engage with God in a very special way here in the sanctuary context. Um, and then at the same time, the blood, the fact that it's that it's blood and not just something else, you know, some dust or some water. It, it's blood shows, you know, your need for, for, for you know, for God's involvement. As I mentioned already, the God's sacrifice. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you, you will need this atoning blood throughout your ministry just as much. That will also enable you to be obedient, enable mm -hmm. you to do the right thing, mm -hmm. enable you to go where you need to go. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a twofold thing uh, that's happening here in, in this consecration service. Mm -hmm. Something else that really stands out to me about this is I actually went to a church where the pastor had one of his elders and his two sons act this out. Mm. Oh, and the blood thumb thing? Well, it wasn't real blood, oh. but it was this whole con like the whole chapter yeah. eight. Yeah, yeah, where yeah, yeah. He, like cool. he had them. He, he, I think he told them ahead of time because they were wearing different clothes, and he was had them come up, and they were in like these little kiddie pools. So you know, we don't make the church all gross, and so he had all these different things. He just kept giving them in hands and like spraying them with stuff, and it's like this is oil, this is blood, and it wasn't real blood, but it was definitely real oil, mm. and all these different things, and. The, there's two things that stood out to me. One, very, very messy, okay? Mm -hmm. <laughs> very, very involved. <laughs> mm. And the second thing is, there is no way anybody who was there would forget this mm -hmm. anytime mm. soon. Mm. Like, this is an immersive experience. Mm. Mm. Like, you are feeling so many things, you are smelling, smelling. so many things. <laughs> yeah. There is so much happening that if you are receiving it or if you are watching it, like it is an overwhelming experience mm -hmm. that like you are being consecrated into this office. Mm -hmm. This is not like, oh yeah, like I'm changing your title on a door mm -hmm. kind of thing. And so this, all these different steps, I think, you know, each of them are symbolic in, in their own right, but I think all of them together really emphasize how big of a deal this is. Yeah. And the lengths that God is willing to go to say, I'm going to try to do everything I can to just get my son's sacrifice through your thick skull. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I just really want you to understand how badly I want to dwell with you mm -hmm. and how much that involves. It's not a switch. Mm -hmm. I can just flip on and off and be right. like, I'm with you and I'm not, I'm with you, I'm not. Like there's so much that had to go into this and I'm just, I'm trying to figure out how to convey that to you right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I really appreciate, you know, that, that visual picture, mm -hmm. Kelly, like just for, one for the priest who was mm -hmm. experiencing mm -hmm. it, um, but majority of people that you know that are yeah. watching are not priests necessarily, but yeah. for the congregation that was witness to the setting mm -hmm. as aside, the setting apart, you know, of these these men for priest for the priesthood, like the impression that that made on their yeah. minds. And later on, we're going to be talking about you know the Day of Atonement and the special role that you know that the high priest had to play in that and all these things, and then it it kind of gives a sense of ownership. Mm. To the, for the congregation, like you're there, you are witnesses of this, and you're witnesses of the responsibility that is yes. being placed on their shoulders. And there's this kind of, I guess I'm sensing like a sense of ownership over like their role, you know, mm -hmm. like like I, I want them to be faithful to what God is calling them to do, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm just thinking the way that we think about spiritual leaders, I think sometimes like we, 
they do have a responsibility that you know, is is huge, you know, and and the the sacrifices and all of that bears testimony to that. But even just from from the person who is maybe not in that leadership position, like, you know, what what responsibility do I have? Mm. In holding them accountable, not in a like vindictive, like oh you're so bad or yeah. like you did wrong, but even just like bearing witness to what God has called them to, and in encouraging them yeah. to Supporting. be faithful to the calling that God has and, given to them. And also, uh, I think there's an element of respect that is also established here. Yeah. Uh, you know, God has called these individuals, and um, they have the privilege of spending so much time with God, so the privilege of conveying God's message to the people. While most of the people are busy, you know, dealing with their families, working, da 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 da, these people are constantly dealing with God and His message, right? And so they have a certain, um, I don't want to say advantage, but they have the opportunity to maybe get insights that they convey and can teach uh, that needs to be respected. Now, of course, you know, I'm an idealist, so I'm looking at this, okay, this is what God had intended, and then we see, of course, how. Some people abused it or, or did it wrong. And even today, we can see the same thing. People like to point out all the issues. But in an ideal way, we should respect, you know, what someone who is ordained by God has to say. Uh, is that person perfect? No, no, that was never claimed, right? But God, um, I think there's a certain element of respect that needs, that's something that we today have, in my opinion, have pretty much lost, uh, depending on where you are in the world. You know, one point that I want to mention that, that's very interesting is I, I love, uh, we can't, there is these extremes mm -hmm. and we can't go to like one extreme where we're like, it's the priesthood and we're like, oh, mm -hmm. and there's the other one is like, man, just, you know, just, just totally auditing their, everything's wrong, everything, everything's wrong in their lives. Um, but there is a certain level of respect that and a the place they hold in society. Uh, we, we didn't spend a lot of time talking about this, but we can just maybe touch upon it. Sure. But on each of the offerings, there, there's different levels of, of offering mm -hmm. um, that are commensurate with your socioeconomic status. Yep. So if you're, and I'm going to just use these words because I don't know, but if you're middle class, like you use a sheep, but if you're lower class, you use uh, two, two, uh, two turtle doves. Is it two turtle doves or is that for the Christmas song? <laughs> Uh, I mean, two, the two birds. I forget what. what um, it's, it's in the Bible. Um, and then, if you're like, if you're a ruler, you're a ram, right? And so there's the same offering, same access level, but commensurate to your your the wealth that you have, the sacrifice is is. Um, it's like hits you the same. Yeah, it hits you the same. Yeah, mm -hmm. but then it's very interesting that. Uh, and I love Jonathan's point that provisions for mm -hmm. the sin of a priest are there, mm -hmm. but the effects of when a, when a priest sins is huge. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, uh, it's in the, uh, in the sin offering chapter that when, mm -hmm. a, when a priest sins, and that's why I think the priest has his own set yeah. of, of uh, laws, mm -hmm. that a bull is brought in. You know, and so a whole congregation sins, that's a bull. But mm -hmm. when a priest sins, it's a bull. that's a bull too. Like <laughs> yeah. one dude and one, you know, congregant, con congregation is yeah. equivalent. Is like, it, show, it shows you the magnitude. And I think what you were saying before, Siku, is the priest is in many ways supposed to represent the people. Mm -hmm. And so it, that's where the equivalent is there. Not because this person is holier or more sanctified or on a fast track to salvation, but just the responsibility and the weight they hold. Yeah. And so it just came, comes to uh, show that those who God has called, they're not 
more beloved by God, but they mm. do hold more responsibility with the influence that they can disseminate towards God's people. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the huge uh, point of danger and uh, of, of caution, caution, caution. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to transition to Revelation chapter 1. Revelation chapter 1, and this is where we see in the New Testament that this priesthood is broadened out to, to everyone, yes? And we see elements of that where each disciple of Jesus Christ has a certain responsibility. Chapter 1, verse 5 and 6. Chapter 1 and 5 and 6. And um, Jonathan, can you read that? Sure. Us? And from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler of the kings of the earth, to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, and has made us kings and priests to his God and Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. And later on you see in Revelation 22, uh, and I don't know if you can find it right after a couple Revelation 20. Revelation, is it 20? 20 verse 6, I think. 20 so maybe verse I'm 6. Maybe I think of a different verse. <laughs> telepathic verse 6? Nope, that is not what I, but you can read that one if you want to <laughs> okay, while I find mine. <laughs> All right, no, it was a different one, I you guess. You know, it's, um, the one I'm thinking is 22 verse 4. Okay. 22 verse It does mention the priests in 20 verse 6. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's a good verse. Uh, verse, verse 4. Verse 4. The Bible says, they sh this is Revelation 22, 4. They shall see his face and his name shall be on their foreheads. Mm. And this, this name on the foreheads, and a lot of people say, oh, this is God's name imprinted on the, the front prefrontal lobe of the, the brain. For sure, I, I would agree with that. For why, why not? But also, <laughs> it was the priests that would have the um, the I don't know what the right word is. <laughs> the hat. hat. The hat. Crown. The no. crown. The yeah. hat. Uh, the priest hat. Turban. And then on the I think the turban is the yeah. right word. And then right in the front would be holiness unto the Lord. Yes. And the word Lord was actually the name of God on the on this, this mm -hmm. forehead band. Mm -hmm. So it's there's a, it's pointing to forth for uh, uh, to a period of in the future where God's people are, in a sense, fulfilling that priesthood role mm -hmm. for, for the world, for the world. Um, how, what, what, are, what are some of the responsibilities that we have as being a priesthood of all believers, that mm -hmm. first Peter, is it first Peter, second Peter? First Peter says in chapter two, mm -hmm. maybe we can read that, first Peter chapter two, <laughs> two, five, and Siku, can you read that one for sure. us? You also, <laughs> as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house a holy priesthood, mm -hmm. to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. And let's get to verse 9. Verse 9, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, mm -hmm. a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Yeah. All right, so that, that we do have a somewhat a, a, a ministry responsibility in a New Testament dispensation. Mm -hmm. what, what does that mean? What does that look like? What, what are we supposed to wear weird hats and go around killing animals and saying sprinkle them on yes. people? Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we are to sprinkle, if you want to use that word, you know, the, the grace and love of Jesus, the truth of God Ooh, yes. uh, on, on the people. Yes. <laughs> uh, but in, in a way that is maybe not as, as bloody as that, but you, you, you know, I, I, like, I like Peter, what, what he said, it says here, um, the calling is to, in verse, in chapter 2, verse 9, it said mm -hmm. that they are 
to proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. What does that mean? That means to speak truth about God, mm. to proclaim it, uh, to, to make known to the world. So it's not just about, you know, in the Old Testament, a great focus of the priests was to mediate between sinners and God. But here we see also the element of proclaiming God to the world. Yeah. Uh, and so we are representing really um, uh, God to the world through our characters, you know, on our foreheads, like mm -hmm. the, the God, God's name in our lives. So it's, 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 I think it's proclamation with our words, but also with our actions, which reminds me in our uh, previous season when we talked about the three angels' messages, we, we talked about the fact that it's not just about speaking, but it's also about living um, that, that identity that we have mm -hmm. as, as his royal priesthood. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and sharing just, his character. Mm -hmm. uh, just what, what comes to mind, you know, the text that comes to mind when we talk yes. about the priesthood um, in Exodus chapter 19, where mm. in Leviticus 8, there's a setting apart of a sp special group of people to be priests, but mm -hmm. um, in God's interaction with Israel, he had already called them as a people to be a priesthood. Mm. Um, and just the fact that there was a special priesthood to mediate the sacrifices, etc., um, does not remove from the fact that as a people they were called to that. And one of the special, the roles, to go with what Jonathan was saying, that Israel was supposed to do, they were supposed to be a light to the Gentiles, mm. you know, as a people, um, not just as the priesthood, you know, Aaron and his sons, etc., but as, as the Israelites, they were supposed to do this. And we have a, we have a similar calling. So the special requirement, like which I think you aptly put, you know, the sacrifice that was brought by the one priest, equivalent, so to speak, with the sacrifice from the people. Mm. What is typified in the life of the priest, the calling of the priest, is actually what the calling is for the people, mm. right? So having this, you know, blood on your ear, your, th your, your, your thumb and your, your big toe, this, this whole consecration to God, like this being covered by the yes. blood of Jesus so that your it's life... It's really for all the people, but, it is for but the, a representative and the, the priest. Exactly. So as we see, like, hey, that's my priest up there, that's actually my representative up there mm -hmm. in, in that kiddie pool being dunked in the, in, yeah. in the blood. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's who I'm supposed that's to be. That's powerful. Mm -hmm. That's powerful. Mm -hmm. So then there is, there is a, 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 a accordance between Old and New Testament. There, there, yeah. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. And okay. Yeah, and that, what that looks like also day to day is as that priest was is representing, it's, it's that act of reconciliation, which makes me think of 2 Corinthians 5, you don't have to go there, but you can if you want, is that we are given this ministry of reconciliation. Mm. Um, and it says, we are ambassadors for Christ, and as through God was pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Mm. And that is a huge responsibility that we have, that it's, you know, it's in the Great Commission, it's mm -hmm. every aspect of how we interact with people around us, mm -hmm. is that's, that was the priest, that was their primary goal, is all the things they're doing, all the things representing, all the things they're being dunked, all the things happening to yeah. them, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. is reconciliation. reconciliation. Yeah. God. I, I love the fact that this this uh, priest of all believers was one of the great beliefs of the Protestant Reformation. You mm. got sola scriptura and tota scriptura, sola Christo and gracia and all, all these Latin words, I don't know what they mean. But then you have like the priesthood <laughs> of all believers and this great equalization factor, mm. not in terms of like structure and leadership and organization, that's a different discussion, mm. but in the role and responsibility for the individual Christian is like, hey, we need to take this gospel to the ends of the earth, and that's not just to this the set group of, of elite individuals. 
that's for all of us. Mm -hmm. and, it's, it, and, and then what happens is because we're all equalized with this responsibility under Christ, that uh, the motif I love is there's the humility should pervade everyone in, yes. in, in, in this work because we are equal under Christ. Uh, this is a great responsibility given to not just the pastors, not just the elders and to the deacons. It is given to all of us that we find rooted in the book of Leviticus that's blossomed in the New Testament, especially in 1 Peter and in Revelation and now given to all of us. That's our prayer, Lord, help us to be better priests for you. And priests, we need the blood of Jesus just as much as anyone else. And hopefully that's your prayer out there. We are in continuing our journey in studying the book of Leviticus, one of the most difficult books of the Bible, but one of the most juiciest for Jesus. I don't think I ever would have said those two words together. <laughs> we'll see you next week as we continue our study in the Bible. See you, God bless you. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by The Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag InverseBible. Until next time, this is inverse.